What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Movie Dash Podcast brought to you by Laoya.net, a podcast where we review movies, TV series, and round up the week with discussions on iron hot topics in the world of cinema. I'm Dashan Johan, and joining me today to discuss the Star Wars prequels is... You've seen him review movies and talk about movies on Laoya.net. He is the one and only Samuel Lim. Hey, great to be here. Yep. Yeah. Is I've been looking forward to having you on the show for quite some time already, so yeah. excited to have you, man. Glad, glad to be here. Yeah. Yep. So, Star Wars prequels, man. What I think today we're going to talk about more of our relationship with the Star Wars prequels. Okay, because I think the Star Wars prequels is really interesting, right? Because when I was a kid, I loved the prequels because my because the prequels was my you know, entry point, entry point into right. the Star Wars universe. So yes, my dad did show me, you know, like the, the original trilogy on the on dusty old VHS tapes mm, and all yeah. that, as I'm sure your dad too, maybe. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> okay, maybe not. But it was the prequels, man, like watching it on the big screen. Yeah. You know, I watched Phantom Menace when I was six years old and it just blew my mind. You know, at the time I didn't care. I I didn't care about whatever political stuff they were talking about yeah. or anything. I just saw Qui-Gon Jinn had a green lightsaber. He looked badass. Yeah, and the final much. battle with Darth Maul was Whoa. awesome. And yeah. I was just hooked as a fan. Mm. What about you, man? What was your first experience like with the prequels? Okay, so full disclosure, I watched it in the wrong order. Okay. Like I watched uh, Attack of the Clones okay. and then Phantom Menace. And then Revenge of the Sith. How did that happen? <laughs> okay, so when I was young, right, my 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 brother mm-hmm. uh, told me, hey, you want to watch a movie about, about robots and then there's laser swords and there's <laughs> really just there's this guy who talks like a robot. Is he a robot? No, he's not a robot, but he talks like it. <laughs> okay, like, okay. All right, I am in. Mm-hmm. And the first time I saw Attack of the Clones, I was like, wow, this is certainly something. And you know when you're a kid, like really flashy, high concept sci-fi really got to me. So yep. I thought, okay, this is interesting. And you know, before I even heard of the original trilogies, I thought the idea of a clone army and the idea of like these like spiritual warriors that took after like uh, Japanese culture. And monks, yeah, yeah samurais and monks basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I was like, damn, this is pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. Then like I watched The Phantom Menace, I was like, wow. What happened here? <laughs> yeah. This is pod racing. Yeah. yeah. So, but but I think, okay, so for you, it was Attack of the Clones that brought you brought you into the universe and you became a fan from there. For me, it was Phantom Menace mm-hmm. when I was six. But did your relationship with Star Wars sort of change over the years? Because for me, as I entered my teenage years, I started to view the prequels very differently. Because at that point, yeah. I, I watched all six movies that had come out at the time, mm-hmm. like multiple times. And I think I was at an age where I started to care more about like plot and character depth and yeah. all these kind of things. So a lot of things that didn't bother me about the prequels at the start started to bother me. Yeah, I was creeping. Yeah, yeah, when I was a kid, I didn't care about Jar Jar Binks. In fact, I thought he was kind of funny. You know, you're six years old. It's a cute character sticking his tongue out. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> But but as I, as I grew up, I was like, this character is so bloody annoying and insufferable. I, I just didn't get it. So my whole view of the prequels started to change. Even the I, when I started to look at the politics of mm, The Phantom Menace, yeah. I was like, this 
doesn't make any sense. They are saying a bunch of words and a lot of those words are complex, but they don't exactly carry any weight. They don't seem to be structured properly and all that. Did your relationship with the Star Wars prequels like sort of change over the years? Oh yeah, uh, it, it took a... I like to liken my relationship to the Star Wars prequels as somebody who got gaslit for a while. Okay. I had a very abusive relationship <laughs> with the prequels. <laughs> because, you know, I, I, thought it was a, I thought he was a great guy. I loved hanging out with him. Yeah. And then I started to see flaws and people yeah. were pointing out my flaws and saying, yeah. like, it's wrong. But I was like, you don't know him like I do. Yeah. But then you started watching the old trilogy and you go, okay, this makes thematic sense. Mm-hmm. I can follow Luke Skywalker's journey. And the whole father-son tension is beautiful. It's romantic. It's dynamic. It's got so much depth and uh, there's just so much complexity to it. But then when I came back to the prequels, I thought, oh, wow, uh, this is not so much complex. Anakin and Padme rolling in the sand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like sand. Yeah. It's rough. Yep. <laughs> so that, yes, that, that's the thing, right, about the prequels. I think a lot of us who of this generation... That was our entry point. We loved it. But as we grew older, we sort of saw a lot of the flaws. But do you mm. think a lot of these flaws that we saw, do you think external forces played a part in sort of changing our relationship with the prequels? Because was it just us who noticed these flaws or were you in a way influenced by people around you or like older people, older mm. fans around you yeah. who said that you shouldn't like Oh yeah, absolutely. I I had uh I had cinephile friends mm-hmm. who would like take a giant shit down my throat for saying you like this garbage. <laughs> you you only like it because of the aesthetics. You're not paying attention yeah. to the story. Yeah, but Darth Maul has a double sided lightsaber. I'm like, <laughs> no, there's more to it. I'm like, yeah. is there? But okay, admittedly, Revenge of the Sith took I a very we, like interesting turn. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think that's the consensus right now. Mm-hmm. I would say that. Although Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace had the whole pod racing, like you say, just did not work. And also Attack of the Clones with... You see, the thing is, the romance idea in Attack of the Clones was mm. good. It's this whole idea of how Anakin, you know, he he, be, he was drawn to the dark side or he became evil, essentially, yeah. because of love. Yeah. You know, and things that went wrong because of his love with love of, for Padme but at the end of the day I think Revenge of the Sith I think is a really good movie and I think it's re- whether you're a fan of the original trilogy or the new trilogy whatever age group I think Revenge of the Sith is a pretty solid movie wouldn't you say? It is I mean are there flaws in it? Yes yep. multiple but the whole like one thing that I noticed that George Lucas for, mm-hmm. that was going for throughout the prequels was he was trying to make it more grandiose a lot more quote-unquote mature and we can see in attack of the clones there was a bit of a romeo and juliet theme going on then we saw in like uh, revenge of the sith there was this sort of like macbeth macbethian sort of down spiral Mm -hmm. with him like just giving into his hatred his anger his paranoia so i think revenge of the sith does have a lot of uh merit i mean i anakin could have been a little bit less whiny yep but Seeing his downfall, I, I can I can somewhat buy it. Yeah. And there were quite a lot of like heartbreaking scenes in there. Yep. Like the duel between Obi-Wan and uh Anakin just was one of, I think it's still one of the best lightsaber battles. It's so emotionally <laughs> 
fueled yeah. and and that's the thing right because i think we if we talk about the prequels now that we brought up the whole lightsaber aspect mm-hmm. i think we need to talk about the lightsabers a little lightsaber battles a little bit yeah. because i have a love hate relationship between the the duel of fate right between oh. uh, anakin i mean no, sorry uh, obi-wan qui-gon and darth maul mm. i have a little bit of a love hate relationship with that battle because on the one end it looks cool mm, yeah right you have three of them and they are going and like superbly choreo- going at each other at superbly choreographed a battle and one of them has a dual lightsaber and all these kind of thing you know double edged lightsaber but the thing is to me it feels so choreographed to the point where it sort of removes a lot of the emotional drama and realism yeah, out of yeah. it what 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 do you think like like do you think that lightsaber battle works especially when you compare to let's say something in the original trilogy let's mm. say the empire strikes back where you know when luke goes up against uh, uh darth vader or even in return of the jedi he's so emotionally charged that he's just hacking away oh, his yes, lightsaber there's so much drama it, yeah. there whereas the duel of fates sort of feels like as too if clean. it's a bit it's a bit too clean and mm. as it's as if obi-wan Darth Maul and Qui-Gon the characters not the actors yeah. came together and choreographed that fight and then said let's go you know it it kind of feels like that a little bit does it affect you that way now that you mention it it seems uh, strange because he's going kick pivot kick jump jump yeah. oh it's your turn it's your turn mm-hmm. and yeah i now that you mention it it is a very clean very a uh, ballet-esque mm-hmm. fight and i do take a bit of issue with that because star wars uh well from based on the originals it, the lightsaber was never meant to be seen almost like a katana it was yep. almost seen like a baseball bat mm-hmm. it was almost seen as a a commander saber yeah. but here we got to see uh different styles and like how it fits but a lot of the times it kind of broke my immersion because i thought what if we stopped dancing and one of you just started going at the limbs yep wouldn't that just end the fight exactly and i think the but i think the counter some people have brought it up to me which i don't i can see that this viewpoint but this perspective but i don't necessarily agree with it because i still think it could have been done better is mm-hmm. the is the idea that because at that point compared to the original trilogy like at that in the original trilogy it, it happened like years after you know order 66 and yeah. like you know the whole idea of jedi sort became sort of like this mythical thing mm, right yeah. and like luke isn't this experienced master whereas qui-gon obi-wan and darth maul are both so experienced when it mm. comes to lightsaber that it it sort of becomes like this dance exactly that they, you know yeah okay So now that we've got that out of the way, right? So lightsabers, yeah. we love the lightsaber battle in Revenge of the Sith, especially yeah. we've all talked yeah. about that. So now now that the new tr- new sequel uh, movies have come out, you know, and like we've got gotten like new canon material, mm-hmm. we've gotten Star Wars Rebels, we've got and we are going to continue getting new Star Wars movies. Did you go back to the prequels over the past couple of years and has your like relationship with the prequel prequel sort of changed oh yeah like um just to go over attention mm-hmm. um what like clone wars was, was kind of sucked to me until i saw gendy tartakovsky's okay. like the cartoon network mm-hmm. version of it and i thought my god this is amazing especially that general grievous fight mm-hmm. scene uh if you haven't seen it, you can check it out on youtube okay it's all yeah. the clips out there and i thought 
wow, this is really interesting because there's a lot of extended lore stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, I felt shows like Star Wars, Clone Wars, not the Tarkovsky one, but yeah, the new, new one, one by Dave Filoni. Yep. And then I felt Star Wars Rebels and I found a whole new appreciation for the prequels. I yep. mean, some people would say, you know, it's kind of sad that you need to look at cartoons to yeah. find value. I mean, but yeah, but you <laughs> think the thing is, we can't help it, right? Because yeah, we can't. Th- this is this is all of this is subjective. Like our feelings to these things are subjective. Because I feel the same way. I think in my teenage years, I I grew to dislike the prequels. That I for a short period of time, I actually stopped watching it. Mm. Right before I watched the Force Awakens. I went on a Star Wars marathon, but I didn't include the prequels in my marathon. Yeah. You know, I just watched New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi, and then I went and watched mm-hmm. uh, Force Awakens. But over the past couple of years, I've started I started rewatching all the prequels, and I've started to like it a lot more mm, because yeah. I think now that I think at one of the reasons why I didn't like the prequels is because that there's this feeling that. Star Wars is supposed to be this great, masterful work mm, of yeah. pure fantasy. And then when you get the prequels, it's kind of, eh, you know, execution is very wonky and all that. So I was always like, oh my God, this is the end. This is the end of Star Wars and this, this is what we have, yeah. you know. But now that I know we are getting more and more movies, the prequels don't seem like the end game anymore. Yeah. You know, they're just part of the universe. They're part of it. So I'm looking at the prequels. I still think there are loads of flaws because one thing the prequels has taught me is that George Lucas is a fantastic idea guy. Yes, he's he is. great at coming up with ideas. He's a shit director and a shit script writer. Well, don't don't put him anywhere near a script. He's gonna write weird things. Exactly. Good but God. that's what the thing. Original trilogy, he gave all the ideas. But especially Empire and Return of the Jedi, he didn't write the script. He mm. didn't direct the movies. So he gave the ideas. Script writers came, adapted his ideas into a screenplay. And then like, you know, he got directors came and, you know, yeah. breathed lives into those screenplays. Casper, right? Lawrence Kasdan was the yeah. uh, screenwriter of Empire Strikes Back. Mm. But now, because George Lucas is still a great idea guy. So now when I watch the prequels, I'm not watching because there's... as they're not flawless films, right? No, they're no, not no. at all. No. But they have very good story beats. Mm. So I'm just watching the prequels for the story more than the storytelling, which I know is technically not what film is supposed to be about. But like I said, because prequels for me is just part of the thing now that I go back to explore story beats. So I love the idea that this small kid, you know, came into the fold and, you know, he had a mom that was treated as a slave and all that and Qui-Gon brought him into the fold and people from the Jedi Order especially Mace Windu and even Yoda told him you know we, we sense some discrepancy in the force you know yeah. we sense some darkness in him he shouldn't you know he sh- we shouldn't train him and all but then you know they trained him anyway and then he grows up to be this guy and he he falls in love with this princess mm-hmm. and it's because of his love and he was really really in love you see when I tell these beats as a story, which you don't watch the storytelling, you would be excited. You would be excited. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, like, what about what about you, man? How has your relationship evolved over the years with the prequels? Um. Okay. So one thing, like, as a media student, yeah. because I was studying about meta narratives and yeah. all sorts of uh, concepts, mm-hmm. one thing I've come to realize about George Lucas is yes, you are absolutely right. Big ideas. In fact, he likes to take bits of myths and religion and weave it in there. I mean, the idea, 
which is one of the issues I took with the prequel was because Luke Sky, sorry, Anakin Skywalker was born out of the Force. Yeah. And it was supposed to be this virgin birth. Mary, yeah. And Basically, I, it's the Jesus Christ and she's the mom's house be Virgin Mary. Sort Merry of Christmas, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was like, what is this? Yeah. This is so confusing. And then the midi-chlorians and all that. Yeah. yeah. And now you can count the Force. Yeah. Like, it d- didn't make sense. Yeah. But then, uh, like like I said, as you move along and as he decided, I, I feel like he, he's telling you, it'll get better. Mm-hmm. I promise it gets better. Yeah. It gets better. And then at the end of the Revenge of the Sith, you kind of have to go, well, he didn't lie. Yeah, it, it, did, got, it got better. better yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, Revenge of the Sith, I mean, that, that final, like third act especially, absolutely superb. Oh, yeah. You know, exhausting battle full of emotions but that's pretty much our thoughts on the prequels right because i think both of us just have a very complicated relationship with the star wars prequels as i think most of you do like there was a point where we loved it because people of our generation this was the entry point into star wars without the prequels we wouldn't be star wars fans but then you know as we grew older we realized a lot of the flaws the a lot of the way the characters were written the Mm. way the films were directed the usage of cg everything didn't work but then now, over the years, we've come to, you know, find love in the prequels again. Yeah, there's a sort of corny, like, nostalgia spot you have for it. Like, again, if you watch it with somebody and you just ham it, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. Yep. Like, it's so much fun to watch the prequels. God, I love watching it with my friends. Yeah, yeah. I concur with him. And yeah. so that's basically our take. Now it's time for your take. Let us know what you think by hitting us up at the Movie Dash on Twitter. Also, if you like our podcast, be sure to subscribe to Movie Dash on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. There's also a video version on YouTube for those of you who like to check us out on YouTube. Also, if you'd like to follow both of us on social media, you can follow Sam at your Instagram. Um, Sam Lim Lego. All right. And yeah. follow me at Dash Talks Movies on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, bye-bye.